I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is it's so easy to not surf. First off, I want to give myself a shout out. This is episode 176. I just started this podcast like mid-December this past year with a promise first to myself and then to you to bring you a lesson from the ocean, from my surfing game, to you every single day. And not just a lesson but a lesson from my heart that is applied directly into my life, making me the number one case study, often throwing myself under the bus, getting real raw, giving you all my shit, and real world examples and applications from my life to create value for you. So I'm proud of myself, and I'm also thankful to have you here with me, on this journey with me, listening to me, and it's fun. I'm still enjoying it. And the thing is, I can't believe 176. Like, when I started, I had like one or two or three lessons in my mind in the water. And I was like, let's just do this. And I was thinking, you know, just like 20, 30 lessons in. I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm, I'm probably going to stop at like 90 or 100. I can't even imagine having a lesson every single day. I'm going to run out. And here I am, 176. And that's almost like, what is that, like almost six months? And here I go. Like, I don't even see anything slowing down or stopping or anything like that. In fact, it's like my lessons are getting deeper and longer. And, and I'm learning and growing a ton. And I hope you are as well. So it is so easy to not surf. Also, I'll add on to that. If you haven't gone to iTunes, left a review, leave a rating, please go do that. Helps me get this out in front of more people. More people can get the value that you're getting from it and change more lives. And hey, surfing doesn't have to be that freaking man, I don't know what to call it. It's like that lazy douchebag freaking hobby. I get that all the time. <laughs> I get that all the time. Like I'm a beach bum. Or people see me or they see me at the beach or not at the beach, but like a picture of me on Facebook at the beach and they don't read through my stuff. They just think I'm like a surf, a surf junkie, a beach bum. And I get it. Like I know those kind of guys. I, I, I totally get it. And at the same time, for me, surfing is not just a passion, definitely not a hobby. It's a passion. But on top of that, to me, it's spiritual. To me, is it, it enhances and expands the rest of my entire life. And that's what I give to you. Surfing is not just a one little game, one little piece of my life that's like on all in its own little compartment like it used to be. Now surfing enhances my marriage, enhances my relationship with God. It, dry, it fires up my passion, expands my connection in every area of my life. It keeps my body on point. And so I'm privileged. I'm excited to share this with you. So, all right, back to the lesson. 
it's so easy to not surf. I mean, I've been out of the water for, well, not out of the water completely, but I haven't been surfing. I haven't surfed in, in probably over a week. And there's been times, it's crazy, because there's been times where it's been eating away at me. It's like, I got to get in the water. I got to get in the water. And then there'll be some rain or some crap, and the water is nasty. And so I don't get in the water. And then a couple of days go by, and the waves are okay, mediocre. And I'm like, I should get in the water, but then I don't, for whatever reason. And I've been skipping out, skipping out. And even before then, like when, like the last time I got in the water, the last time I surfed, let me see, I, I think I surfed like three sessions, and then there was a night, like a, a long break before that also because of the rain and stuff. And so there's times during these breaks, I'm like, I'm fired up, I really want to go. And at the same time, because I've taken the break, and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to surf because of whatever reason, the, the rain and stuff, the nasty water, the, the like, just literally, literally people coming out with like messed up skin and messed up, like I heard a guy the other day with brain damage, like crazy, just crazy stuff. So I get it. Probably not best to go into the water when there's a downpour here in San Diego anyways, in the rivers, floods, and it's just gross. The whole city is, it's, the ocean is toxic. But at the same time, what happens and what I'm experiencing even right now is that when I'm out of the water for a while, yes, there's a part of me that's hungry and wants to get back in, but there's also another part of me that gets so used to not doing it that it makes it hard for me to get back in the water. Or should I say, it makes it easy for me to not surf. And I have many examples. Like just the past week, I've been looking at the ocean. I look, look, I look at the waves. And I'm like, it's, it's good. I should surf. It'd be really fun on a longboard. I'm going to have a good time. And then I look at the rest of my day. And I'm like, well, I, I got to get this stuff done. And I become accustomed to, to not fitting surfing in my schedule. And I've been doing other things instead. I've been sprinting doing other workouts and I've been just hammering down on some other stuff in my life. And now I notice a few days gone by and I'm like, man, you know what? Like I, I seriously I haven't surfed I feel like I've been on the water for so long. I went to the doctor yesterday and he's like, is that is there um he was asking me if I was in the water because he saw like the sand and salt in my hair. And I was just sitting there thinking like man I haven't been in the water in a while which is pretty crazy. Like, I, I got to get back in the water. But it's been so easy for me to not hit that next surf, surf session. In my mind, it's, it's been a while since I've taken the board out from under my house, got it all waxed on, got everything loaded up. I've been out there. Like, it just it seems like a bigger deal than I know it actually is. And so missing one day of surf easily turns into two days. And then my brain starts working. And not necessarily working for me. Working against me or working to give me all these stories and reasons and excuses for not getting back out in the water. And I, I mean, to be honest, I don't have any good reasons. It's just that it's easy to not go. And then the third day goes. And then there's a little sprinkle. That's probably not a big deal, which gives me another easy way out. It's like, you know what? Let's just continue on with life. And then a fourth day goes. And then a fifth day goes. I'm telling you, it's been over a week. I have not surfed. And even today, I had an option of 
Like, I'm going to go to the science center with my family. And I was thinking, before that, I was like, I should go surf. I said, like, ah, I know it's to do the science center. And it's not that one is right or wrong or, or bad or good or anything like that, but it becomes so easy for me to not hit my daily disciplines, so easy for me to just not surf. And I experienced this not just in surfing. Like, this is everywhere in my life, like, every workout. Like, I work out, I, I um, have a routine, very disciplined in my, I do, like, sand sprints once or twice a week. I do all kinds of push-ups, one-arm, one-legged variations of push-ups, and a lot of body weight squats, and and um, a lot of just, like, other old man, I call them old man workouts, things for my disability and stuff to get me going. And I do all this stuff, like, ritually, religiously. I do them. Yet it becomes so easy for me to feel exhausted or have whatever reason, just I'm too busy or whatever it is, and not fit in one workout. And I, ha- I can have the greatest reasons. Like, I feel like I deserve it. You know, I need a break. I want a break. I earned this break. My body needs a break. I need rest. A break is good for me. And maybe it is. And what I've discovered, just like this surfing game, is that one break from a workout turns into two breaks. Turns into three breaks. Turns into, you know what, I'll just start again next week. And then a week goes by, two weeks go by, and all of a sudden I'm back inside this pit. Back in this hole in my heart where I feel like shit, I feel full of guilt and shame inside, knowing that, you know what, I'm just not living up to what I know I need to live. Doing what I know I need to do. I do a last podcast episode. I was talking about marriage and, and um, sex and date night. And what's wild is like date night is, date night didn't used to be a huge thing to me. Because in my mind, I, I rationalize it as in, like Lucy and I get to spend so much time together anyways. We spend time at home. We can watch a movie together. We can watch Netflix. We can just hang out, sit there and talk. And and we've been able to do that, you know, our whole marriage for 12 and a half years. And so in my mind, I mean, my parents never really dated. They're always home with us. I didn't even know what dating really was. Like, the only time we got to date was when we were actually dating, which was we knew each other for about 10 months before we got married. That's the only time we really dated. And then we had kids after we got married, and I didn't know dating. So we dated like once or twice a year, had like a date night. And to me, it was just like, we just, even those one or two date nights a year, we only did it because we had to. And not had to, I'm sorry. We only did it because I felt like it was something like that we should do. So we had to because we should do it. Like this is what people were supposed to do. So it's a privilege. It's a privilege. And now everything has changed. Because the date nights, I see them as completely different. They're not just a privilege. They're, they're an investment. It's just like me doing a workout. Yeah, a workout's privilege. Like one, in fact, one of the things, go off topic a little bit, one of the things I tell myself to get myself pumped up for a run, because I'm, while, while I'm doing my sand sprints, I, I feel like I'm going to die. I, there's a part of me that hates them. Like, there's a part of me that loves it. And one thing I tell myself to, to drive me is like, man, what if there was a veteran next to me with no legs? Has had no legs for like 30 years. 
And here I am, breathing heavy, want to puke, and want to make some kind of excuse to take a break or to not finish these sprints. And I pictured him looking at me like, motherfucker, if I had legs, I would run all day long. You know how badly I want to run? And I picture that. And it drives me. But back on topic. The date night is more, the, the workouts are not just a privilege, but they're an investment. And my date nights, I see them as an investment now. I have to do them. They are an investment. And what happens is, yes, we can talk throughout the week. And yes, we can watch Netflix and do a movie here and there and have some time together. And yeah, that's cool. And there's date night. This is something different about date night. It's a discipline that we have. It's a, it, it's almost going to be like a, a spiritual thing. It's a, you know, lots of connection is there that we just don't get. It's just separate. It's different. It's our special thing that we get outside the family, outside of our house. And we make it our own. And what's wild is, is that it can be easy to miss one date night. It can be easy to miss one date night because, hey, life has gotten away. Kids are crazy. There's lots of stuff going on with business, family, and just life. We're sick. The whole family's sick. But we can have some damn good reasons, some damn good excuses. And what I've discovered is that no matter how great my excuses are and my reasons are, it never feels good missing a date night. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel good, even even though my mind justifies it. And like, well, next week we're gonna go double date night, not double date night, but like, like extra great date night. But what I've found is just like the surfing game, it's so easy to not surf. And we miss one date night, you know what happens? We easily miss the next week's date night. For whatever reasons, we're still getting over a sickness or whatever other problems are going on. Like It becomes that much easier to justify it. And then the first, we miss the first one, and then we miss the second one. And then before you know it, we miss a third week. And then, damn, in a month, we go down this rabbit hole, and we're back to the place we were six months ago. It's like, what the hell happened? What the hell happened? What happened to our marriage? Did we just backtrack like crazy? What is going on? All because I decided to take a break. So here's the thing. I'm not telling you not to take a break. Obviously, we got to take some breaks, especially when it comes like for surfing, getting out of the water when it's nasty. At the same time, consider that you don't have to take breaks. I mean, there's disciplines in my day, every single day, physically, emotionally, spiritually connection with my family, all kinds of stuff that I have in place every single day that literally does, I have no excuse to take a break from. Like I have, like the cost of not doing it, even just one day is too heavy for me to not do it. And on top of that, I know from personal experience, because I'm not perfect, that missing one day easily leads to missing two days, leads to missing a week, missing two weeks. And all of a sudden I'm back finding myself in this place with a huge hole in my heart, with a huge void, back in this pit of guilt and shame, not feeling like I'm enough, loss of power, loss of certainty. So where in your life right now, 
have you decided to take a break from something? And you might have had some damn good reasons. And it's not a guilt trip. There's no shame in it. It happens. And you decided to take a break. And here you are, this day, you find yourself having never gotten back on track. Because it is so easy to not surf. All right, guys. That is all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this message, share this with a friend you know who knew, who needs to hear it. And if you haven't already, go to iTunes and leave a rating, leave a review. On top of help, helping me get this message out in front of more people, it also helps me. I love, first of all, I love reading your reviews and it'll help me dial in. I to get more ratings, more reviews, dial in my message, dial in what's going on, what's missing, what... How I can fine-tune this. I'm on episode 176. And what's wild is I can't wait for episode 250 to come out. And if everything goes well how I want it to go, hopefully episode 250 will look a lot different than episode 176. So help me out. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I love your feedback. And if you want more daily content, check me out on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy. I'm building a tribe of men set on rising as passionate and connected leaders inside their families and inside their businesses through living wildly connected. I have the tools, the training, and the path. So if you want to master the art and science of connection, creating connection, growing connection, and overflowing with connection across the board, direct message me on Facebook Messenger and tell me I want to live wildly connected. It's that simple. I love you all. Have a powerful rest of your day. And I will catch you tomorrow on the next episode of the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy. And have a powerful...